welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Molly Ponpadith, and today we have an awesome guest. She is a dear friend, and she is also the founder and CEO of Synergy Design and Construction, an award-winning design-build firm, and she has been speaking on many different topics ranging from design and construction to empowering others on their life's journey. As a leader in the field, Mina developed the Renovation Roadmap, a unique system that supports homeowners during the entire renovation process. Uh, with how-to tips for hiring contractors, budgeting, and creating timelines, the Renovation Roadmap choreographs all aspects of the remodeling process from concept to completion. Mina is also a certified practitioner of interior alignment, which is instinctive feng shui, and is certified green professional. She believes the key to living a happy and healthy life is to love the space you're in. Welcome to our podcast, Mina. Thank you, Molly. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to finally get you on our podcast. You know, <laughs> I think it's been many years that we've known each other. Um, but one thing that we really want to focus on today is the concept of jumping in and diving in, even though you have fears. So I want to take us back, our audience back to when you first launched the business um, with your husband, and what was going through your mind? And how did it all transpire that you said, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to launch. Yeah, no. So no, it's a great question. And when I, when I started, so I'll take you back to 2006, 2007, I was actually working for a design build firm. And just what that means is a remodeling firm that focused a lot on basement renovations and they had both design in-house and then managed the construction. So I, well, first of all, I remember when I first started there, I think I was there for about a week and I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. Like it just hit me in my heart that going in and helping people create the spaces that just work for their friends and their for, for their family and for them to have their friends and family over, it's just there's nothing like it to go in and, and be able to do that. So I was there for uh, about a year and a half or so, and then 2008 hit. (laughs) And, you know, the worst economy since the Great Depression, you know, it just was uh, everything halted. And unfortunately, uh, the company I was working for did not make it through the economy. But I just had this one thing that I learned very early on was how many homeowners or one thing that surprised me, I should say, how many homeowners struggle with remodeling, how many of them put up with spaces that they can't stand for so long, they, they would come to us and be like, Oh, my God, you know, we bought this house 10 years ago. And when we bought it, we've said we were going to do the kitchen and we're finally getting around to it. And, and I really realized that a lot of people have what they call renovation nightmares, mm. um, you know, poor experiences, our industry does not have the best 
best reputation. Um, and so when the company didn't make it, I just knew that there had to be a better way. I knew it was good design, simple project management. Like I just felt compelled <laughs> to make a difference in this industry. So um, there was just, I was clear that this was what I was supposed to do. So I tapped my new husband. So Mark and I had been married for three months. <laughs> oh, wow. When we started the company, yeah. Um, so I always say he was in the honeymoon phase. Yes, dear, <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I don't think he's regret one minute of that decision, but you know, I'm sure it was uh, still a very scary time. New marriage, new, you know, the economy the way that it was. That was all new to all of us in terms of what do we do now? You know, um, in terms of our finances, the economy around us, and so when you when you mentioned this to him, what was his reaction? And, and how did you both collectively decide, okay, we're going to do it anyway? Yeah. So when I brought it up to him, what was intriguing is, you know, he, he said he's always wanted to start his own business ever since he was, you know, in college. He's had that entrepreneurial spirit, but never had the guts to kind of step out and do it. And we're a great pair. We're, we're great. We really equalize each other. So I'm the visionary. I'm out there saying, we can do it. We can do it. And he's usually the more conservative one. Um, so I think that that energy that I had be, between the vision and knowing that we could make a difference and being so passionate about it kind of helped him feel more confident in moving forward in that direction. And and we really did, you know, we, we thought about it. We did a, you know, I think it was like a 50 page, I say we lightly, he did a 50 page business <laughs> plan with the spreadsheets and the projections and all of that. So, you know, he planned it all. Um, and then of course, nothing goes to plan. So, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know, looking into those early years, I don't know if we followed that much that was in the business plan, but it was a great exercise to go through. <laughs> Um, but so to answer your question, it was really, for me, I was able to step through the fear because I just knew that we could make a big difference for homeowners. And when there's a passion to help others, I feel like you can really, that can fuel your success. And Mark had that same shared passion of helping homeowners, helping me build the business and my dreams, and also being able to, you know, scratch that itch of his, of being an entrepreneur. He knew that it was a great time to, to jump in. Now, let me ask you this, you know, you've been in business now for several years, you've had tremendous success. So take us back to the time when you first launched to when you hired your first few people, I mean, full time employees, which is a big step for a lot of small solopreneurs to get to that phase where you now have this new uh, dynamic, right? Bringing on board people, um, delegating, learning how to grow a business where it's not just the two of you. It's not just your baby anymore. It's now a collective. What was that feeling like? What's the journey been like? What are some of the challenges and what have been some of the successes of really looking at this as a business uh, that, you know, grows and expands and includes other people's gifts and talents to the table? Oh, that's a really great question. So for us, I think, you know, even those earlier, early days when we decided to hire that first and that second and that third employee, what what always prompted those decisions was how can we always focus on the customer experience? 
How can we make sure that our clients feel completely taken care of? And you can't do that with just yourself or just with you and, or myself and Mark. You know, it was like, okay, so the next step is really to have the interior design, you know, in-house. And then the next step is really to have an, an office manager or whatever, uh, you know, whatever, whoever came next. But really looking at how do we create and surround ourselves with the talent and the resources for us that are really going to provide that end product, which is for us, the client experience, but also the construction and making sure that everything's done right. You've got to have, you've got to surround yourself with people that are smarter or more talented in their particular areas of expertise so that your business can grow. Because if you try, you know, we found for ourselves and we tried to hold on to it and we were afraid of making those decisions and maybe we would wait a little bit too long, then that's when we found ourselves really struggling to keep up and make sure that the client felt taken care of in those early years. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and I will say a lot of times it was interesting, and some of it, and this might go into a spiritual realm here, but some of it was taking that leap of faith for us. So there was a number of times where we'd be ready to hire that next person, and literally like about to make the offer. And some big client would say, you know what, we're going to, we decided we're, we might want to buy. So let's put it on hold. Let's, let's go look at other, some other houses and, and we'll come back if we still want to renovate. Or, you know, for whatever reason, they put their project on hold or something. So in that moment of truth, like we're ready to hire that next person, I felt like we were tested. And every time that that happened, it's happened several times over the nine years we've been in business, um, we've stepped forward anyway. We said, okay, so it's just like putting your foot down. And as it's putting down, like the path opens up for you and then another foot and then another foot. So, and the more we grew that, um, that muscle of being able to take those leaps of faith or those steps of faith, the more we found that that next client was always there and that next perfect hire was always there. So that was that's really been our experience of really taking that taking that fear setting it aside and just moving forward anyway and knowing that you're going to be met with what you're what you're what you're needed what is needed that's great. Well, you know, we can talk about anything on this podcast, we can get spiritual, <laughs> we can talk about real stuff, because these are the things that are going to inspire our audience to think about and look in the mirror and say, well, what might be holding me back, you know, and to know that others out there have been on that path as well, where we're not always confident, we're not always, uh, all of us have self doubt and the, the inner chatter. But we also have the inner knowing. And that's what you're talking about now is just there's an inner knowing, there's a trust factor, there's a, a faith factor to some of this too, and the, and the equation of running and building and growing a business. So thank you for that. Now, let me ask you this, Mina, your industry is, um, it's an interesting one, at least from the conversations you and I've had. What is what does it take, and what has it been like to be a woman owned or in business in the industry as a woman? What are some of the challenges, and what have been some of the great ways that you've been able to differentiate yourself in the in the industry as a thought leader? Yeah. So as a woman in a male dominated industry, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's got, I can very clearly tell you many examples of, uh, of both the positive and the negative of that, or, or, um, you know, both, both sides of the coin, so to speak. So it's, it'd been interesting when I will go out, or especially in the early years, um, when people didn't know a lot about us or whatever, I'd go out and meet with a client. And I just noticed that, you know, Mark and I would go together and they would talk more to him or they would shake his hand more, or, you know, there was a little bit more more interaction or if I'd go out onto the job site, you know, 
I think that the plumber and electrician or, you know, our tradespeople might just assume that I'm, you know, visiting from the, the wife of the house or whatever, you know, maybe I'm just a designer, not that there's just a designer, but you know what I mean? They, they didn't treat me as if I was the owner of the company. So there was, you know, it never got to me where anybody was ever rude or anything to that level, but I just, it was something that I always noted, like, yes, you, you don't, you know, you don't see that value there immediately. It's like they have to find out and then you'd see like the light bulb. Oh, okay. You know, I'm so sorry type of stuff. So they just got a thick skin very early on. Yes. Now, on, now on the other side, I will tell you, it's been a huge advantage in our industry because I've had so many women, a lot of times, um, I, I don't have a percentage, but a good number of, of, of clients come to us and the women are the decision makers. Sometimes they're even the breadwinners. It just depends. And, and they're, they're the ones that are really driving this process. And it doesn't matter who's a breadwinner. There's, you know, it doesn't matter which role, but they're really driving this process. They're nesting. They want their home to feel good to them again. So they're the ones reaching out. And I've had several, I mean, over the years, I can't tell countless women say, truth be told, I reached out to you because I knew that I'd be taken care of when I knew that this was a woman owned business. I knew that there would be something different here and that you'd be looking through my lens, uh, so to speak. So it's been a, a, actually a huge benefit from, from that, uh, that angle. Well, I love that you shared that perspective on, on both ends, you know, the subtleties of noticing or being noticed as a woman owned business that may have had some negative impacts to it. But this incredible, uh, unique factor of being a woman-owned business in this male-dominated industry. So, you know, kind of working with what you have and making the best of it, right? I mean, that's what you and I always kind of default to anyway, being the eternal optimist that we are. (laughs) But it's very inspiring, you know, and I think that, um, again, for the benefit of our listeners, those that really think in their back of their mind that, I can't possibly succeed in this industry or there's nobody that really looks like me or is in, you know, similar background to me. How can I make it? And so just knowing that it's definitely possible if you're leading with passion and you have that faith. So thank you for sharing that. I really wanted to touch upon that because I think it makes a big difference to our listeners. Um, Absolutely. And can I add one other thing? Of I course. think it's even more than just possible. I think if you really if you really stand in your own strength and truth and you know that you're doing what's right for you and for whatever industry you might be drawn to, that that you looking different or feeling different or being a, a female or, you know, whatever that is, that's going to, that's going to propel part your success because it's noticeable. If you walk into a room and there's 50 men standing around, but you're the one woman or a, one of the few women, you actually stand out and can make an impression much easier than the crowd, so to speak. So, I encourage anyone that, that actually to look at that from the flip side and really say, wow, this is going to differentiate me and really propel my success, not something to kind of overcome. Exactly. Glass yeah. half full. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Glass half full. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit um, more pragmatically about your business. Can you tell us more about your business, uh, Synergy uh, Design and, and uh, Construction? And then I also want to talk a little bit about this uh, renovation roadmap. I mean, it's been years and years in the making. I definitely want you to talk about how the business operates and what the focus is and then how the renovation roadmap came to being. Okay, great. 
So, yeah, Synergy Design and Construction. So we are a full-service, what we call design, build, remodeling firm. So that means that we have an uh, architect. We have three interior designers. They're all our full-time employees. And so we, when a client comes to us, they're usually somebody that just has no idea where to start or maybe they have a larger renovation than they've ever done before or a whole home that they want to do or an addition, something that's got some design complexity, maybe taking down some walls and that type of thing. And they want somebody who's not only going to design it, but then be that one main point of contact all the way through the process. So instead of you know hiring just a designer and then going out and trying to find the right contractor, when you go to a design build firm like ours, it's really about having that you know, everybody's singing from the same sheet of music very early on and we're designing to clients' budgets and then and then we take them through the construction process all the way to the end where we're celebrating at the end and uh, doing fun stuff like space clearing and um, which I'll just elaborate a little bit. Space, what we like to do, again, talking about energy, is we like to think of moments in a in a remodeling process that you can really personalize it for a client. Um, so we do one thing called an intention painting. So before we ever put the first coat of paint up, we'll have a client think of what does a new space feel mean to them or what is it going to feel like that for their family. So clients will write like healthy, happy, abundance, possibilities, you know, whatever words might come to them and they write it on the wall and then we put the first coat of paint and their energy and their intention for the space is is stamped in that room, even though nobody ever sees it, they know it's there. I love that so much. Oh, it's one of my favorite things and our clients love it. And, and it's so fun to get And so You can do this. Even if you're not remodeling, you're just going to paint a room. You know, I, I tell everyone I know about intention painting because I just think it's, it's a blast. Um, and then space clearing is just, you know, after the end of a remodel or the end of anything, it's just kind of going in and clearing the space. You might say a prayer or say a, a little um, saying or a favorite poem. You might ring a bell or burn some sage or whatever it might be for you. Um, just kind of going through the space and saying, okay, so all that's done, all that energy is cleared, and now the home is, is ready to go back to, to me, to the homeowner. So we do little things like that to really personalize it and um, take people from the that full service, you know, experience from the beginning all the way to the end. And then you asked about the renovation roadmap. So one thing that I realized is, yeah, well, it has been a couple of years, but I was like so frustrated because we can only help people in our backyard, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the Northern Virginia area. And we only do 20, 25 projects a year. And, and I got frustrated and then somebody in a different state or somebody said, Oh, I wish you lived in California, you know, a friend of mine. And I, I was like, how can I help more people? So it started the journey of the renovation roadmap, which is essentially our eight step uh, process that we take all of our clients through and really taking people through how to even think about what type of contractor to reach out to, how to get ready for your interviews, how to, you know, really put everything together in the design process, how to avoid design budget pitfalls, you know, how do you not spend more than than what you wanted to spend on tile or hardwood flooring. So a lot of little tips and tricks of the trade all the way through the construction piece. We have sample contracts and sample checklists of what to to go through and and make sure that everything's completed before you pay the final payment and and all of those um, those pieces. So really just a roadmap, (laughs) hence the name, Mm -hmm. uh, for people remodeling their home so that 
again, back to what I said earlier, my passion is really about everybody loving the space that they're in, loving their home, not waiting 10, 15 years to remodel, you know, opening that door and seeing the shoes and the book bags and everything. It drives people crazy. And that energy comes out every time they walk in their house, like, oh, I hate this house, or I really wish we would do that. And so if I can take that mystery and fear out of remodeling for people, then I'm, then I know that I'm doing my, my life's work. So that's, that's how the renovation roadmap uh, was born. And it started as a, a binder, kind of a, a manual process. And we are launching in uh, just a few short weeks here to be an online program. So it's available subscription-based um, to anybody in the world, quite frankly. That's so cool. I remember when it was in draft form. So it's so (laughs) neat to see that it's going to be launching online. I'm so excited for you. Well, then let's talk a little bit about what inspired you or motivated you to move into the feng shui, the, you know, becoming a certified practitioner all around interior alignment, because we talked a little bit about the intention behind the space. Um, But what compelled you to get certified and, and make sure that you included this as a part of the experience for clients. Yeah, it was one of those, you know, those pivotal moments in your life that you just look back and say, wow, that really changed everything. Mm. <laughs> and it, it was, it started by, I went to a networking event. So just any regular old, you know, luncheon with, you know, whatever networking group it was, it was so far long ago, I can't remember which one. Um, but I won a door prize, you know, you put your little card in the basket and they pulled, pulled my name for a feng shui consultation. And I was like, oh, Okay, I don't know anything about feng shui. I don't know anything about that, but I'm open. So, you know, she came out to our house and this was earlier on in our business. So we were still working out of our home. And so she came through and, and told me, you know, my couch, you know, I should try facing it a different way. And, you know, a couple of little tweaks on just how to energy to flow in, in my house. And then she noticed upstairs, you know, there's a little loft area. We were in a little smaller condo back then, but we had four employees at the time. So she's like, oh, well, what's up there? And I said, well, that's my office. So she said, I should feng, feng shui that as well. Let's take a look at what's going on up there. So trying to make a long story short, she comes up, she looks at this particular desk that was facing the, the entry of the stairs, and she said, well, whose desk is that? And I said, oh, that's Emily, our interior designers. And she looked really, you know, puzzled. And she's like, well, where do you sit? And I pointed at the window seat, like my, you know, I'm looking out the window over there. <laughs> I love to look at birds. <laughs> right. Makes so, sense. I know. I thought I had the best seat in the house. Um, anyway. So she told me that what had happened and what she would suggest is that I actually switch seats with Emily because uh, Emily was in the quote unquote power position or the power uh, space of the whole office where she was able to face everybody, was able to kind of, um, you know, look at the entrance, which always represents new business and new growth and new opportunities. And believe me, we've worked out of our house. We never had clients come to our house, but still we had, you know, that the space, the energy or of the door and the entry into your office represents opportunity, regardless if anybody ever physically walks through it. So uh, long story short, I switched my office, uh, my desk, and I swear, I sat down behind that desk and I felt the difference immediately. I just, it felt like I could breathe. Mm. 
Mm. I could see everybody. I felt, you know, really engaged, you know, before I had my, you know, it was night that I was looking out the window, but my back was to everybody. My back was to Mark and, and my husband and business partner and everybody, you know, I'd have to be like turned around or tapped on the shoulder. If somebody needed me, you know, where now I was facing everybody really in command and in control, which is what I should have been from the first, first thing. I just got so goosebumps. I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it, well, and what was really cool, Molly, is that it it changed. I swear, it wasn't that it just felt better, but our phone started ringing almost immediately. Like I remember, like a week later, I was like, we had so much business, and there were phones ringing with our ideal clients and with you know just projects that we would love to take on. You know, just really our we really started to gain some momentum, and I I really attributed it to that. So after that happened, I was like, there's something to this feng shui. Let me do a little bit of research, and I went online and um, found in interior alignment. I mean, there's a lot of different um, feng shui pieces out there, trainings out there, but I really resonated with interior alignment, which was uh, created by Denise Lin. And um, I liked it because, you know, I didn't have to have a compass out and I didn't have to worry about, there wasn't like a really strict, hard and fast rules. Um, but so it really was about energetically connecting with what works for, for you. And so I just knew that I had to bring this to homeowners. I talked to a lot of women business owners, or I should say any business owners, owners about it. And I've had people, I've been doing that talking about this for a couple of years now. I've had people come up to me saying, I saw your talk last year and I just had the, and I made a couple changes, like you said, and I just had the best year I've ever had. And they're just like hugging me, you know, on the street. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That must feel yeah. so good. And I'm, I'm glad you uh, gave some examples because that was going to be my next question, you know, mm. in terms of uh, the work that you do and including the interior alignment, how has that shifted some of your clients' businesses, especially in, you know, in terms of office, right? You know, helping them really move some things around in their office, whether it's inside the home or in a physical building elsewhere. Um, but you just mentioned that. So yeah, ha having hugs on the street or at networking events out of the blue <laughs> makes it means that you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say even more than, you know, I could go into put this there and move that there and, you know, that you can obviously get a lot of information online about it. But I would say is to any listener, uh, if you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I should look into this. It's all about how you feel. So, you know, I always say experiment, you know, put those little... Um, those little uh, carpet movers or furniture movers on the carpet and move your desk around a little bit, face different directions, you know, see how the space feels to you. Um, because although there's some hard and fast rules of facing the door and uh, putting a plant in the top left corner from the entrance, you know, there's a lot of great things that you can do. But you also want to just connect with how do you feel when you move around in your space and just really that's that's like our tuning fork. You know, that intuition is really tied to our feelings. So just experiment and have fun with it. So, Mina, talking about feelings, you know, I have to go here. Mm -hmm. Why do you care so much about creating a safe space that people love? and want to be in? Why do you personally care so much? Because it's obvious, as our listeners listen to you, how passionate you are about your work, and being able to include more and more tools that will help um, your clients feel safe and secure and just be blissful in their space. But why, do, why does it all matter to you? Hmm. 
Yeah, it started really, really young for me. So I had a very unusual childhood, and my mother was actually a free-spirited hippie. Uh, she was at Woodstock about nine months before I popped out. So <laughs> we always, always laugh about that in our family. Um, so uh, she had a lot of different jobs and moved around a lot as I was a small child. And she actually, um, one of her many jobs became a long-haul truck driver. So she was, talk about woman in a male-dominated industry, and this is back in the 70s. Um, but she was, a, so there was, uh, let's just say life was interesting. I moved around a lot. I lived in over eight places before the age of 10 and um, wow. lived in so many, in different, um, not just different places, but different states between Washington State and Missouri. And, you know, I could just name them all off. Uh, so I moved around a lot. And uh, what that really meant for me as a small child and my experience was I never felt grounded. I didn't feel like I had a safe space to come home to. You know, I never knew if we were going to be moving and if it was an apartment or staying at somebody's house or whatever it might be. So for me, I think that energetically that got stamped, <laughs> talking about intention, in me at a, at a very early age of knowing the importance of feeling that, that sense of relief when you walk in the door and you walk into your home. And, um, so part of that journey for me as a small child was I moved in with my, um, after my mom passed from a, a tragic accident at the age of nine, I was, I moved into uh, my grandmother's house, which was actually my mom's mom. And I remember the difference there. I remember coming home and, and after, you know, a little bit of uh, therapy and getting through the trauma of a nine-year-old um, going through that, I really got the sense of, you know, what it was like to walk in that door and just know that, you know, you could smell the cookies cooking or you could, you know, feel the warmth or hear the clock ticking and you just felt really safe and secure. So that's how it started for me is like mm -hmm. understanding how important that is and especially to children. So, you know, I work with a lot of women business owners and all that that I talk about, but to really think about your family and that teenager who's going through, you know, the hardest time of their lives, usually having a place where they come in and they just feel like it's calm and then go into their room and they can feel, you know, like they love their space. It's just so important. So that's, that's where it really all originates for them. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's um, it's so powerful, just the mapping process of mapping it all the way back to the why and where, where and why it all matters to you in terms of the work that you do today. It always fascinates me when I talk to individuals, business owners, uh, or anybody really, to really go back to a place in time that made such a big difference or maybe just collective experiences, right? That makes mm -hmm. a big difference to solidify their passion, their path, their purpose in the world. So that you just made it very clear for us why you love what you do. So thank you for being able to share that. Absolutely. Well, and Molly, I just want to take a moment to thank you. I know we have known each other for a number of years, but you're the one that helped me discover a lot of that. And, you know, it, just your vision mapping process is just incredible. So really helping us understand where, why are we doing, you know, why, so we're here now, but why, how did this lead up there? Really getting to, to pull all those, um, that vision together is, uh, it, it was just amazing process. So I just, I love you to pieces. Oh. I love Thank you. Well, I will tell you this. When we when we did the mapping process, what was fascinating for me was to also learn how powerful 
uh, Mark's journey has been as well and why he's committed and why it makes sense for him as well. So it's not just about your vision and your motivating why for the business, but being able to identify for the both of you why you're doing what you're doing makes, I think, the entire experience as visionaries of the company stronger and mm. makes sense for your employees, for your clients. And so I was fascinated to see that Mark had such, I mean, I remember sitting there and, and doing the work together. And I said, Mark, oh my gosh, this, is, this makes sense. This is why <laughs> you are so good at what you do and why it makes sense that you guys are in partnership. So mm. yeah, I loved, I loved working with you. And I'm so glad that, you know, everything is what it is now with clarity and focus. So congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so we, and you and I can go on and on because we have a love fest going on here. <laughs> but let's let's do one more thing because I know this is important to you, but it's also going to serve our community and your community and anybody who is really interested in creating a safe, um, lovely space for themselves, for their business, and for their families. Can you talk a little bit about what you speak on from the stage as you go out into the world? I know that we have a line by design. I know that we have the renovation roadmap and life under construction. Can you talk about really what happens when you're on stage and the type of messages that you hope people will, will take from what you have to share and offer? Absolutely. So I'll start with the kind of more nuts and bolts one. So the renovation roadmap, whenever I speak to audiences about that, and that's a lot of times it might be at a, a home show or somewhere within the trade, but people are homeowners that are really looking at, I want to remodel my home. I have no idea where to start. You know, what are some of those pitfalls? How can I avoid that? And to answer your question, you know, I can talk about the roadmap all day long, but when I'm on stage, it's all about empowerment. It's all about alignment. It's making sure that homeowners know how to reach out to the right type of contractor for their renovation. It's making sure that they feel like they at least know the next steps of the process. They don't have to manage it themselves. This isn't for DIYers, but it's really just helping people take that um, that first step to loving their home again. And I also talk at those, those times about making sure that you, you know, don't hold off like, Oh, well, I need a kitchen renovation. So I'm just going to put up and hate everything about my kitchen for the next five years until I can afford it. There's little changes and things that you can do along the way to make sure that you love your space again. So the renovation roadmap is pretty clear in, in that it's, it's talking about that. Um, Align by design, design is a little piece of that, but much further. So that's really going into the energy, the feng shui piece, how to ener energetically align our lives by design. And when I say design, I'm using design in a couple of different ways as well. Design of our homes, sure, you know, but it's much more than going beyond uh, pretty countertops and new flooring. You know, it's about choosing the right types of things that are energetically aligned with what we want to work on in our lives. So if we want to work on relationships or we want to work on our finances and abundance, there's particular areas of our home that can be addressed uh, to do that. So it's through design, but also aligning your life through 
design, meaning you're designing your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. A lot of play on words here, but it's really like, how do you align your life so that you love it, you feel it, you're in your flow, you're, you're doing your life's work and that vision that you have for yourself by design, by actually being conscious of it and um, conscious of what you're doing, conscious of the direction that you're going, conscious of attracting the right people and being open to those signs and those messages that you get on a daily basis. So that, and that's a line by design. And then life under construction is more, I would almost say, just really about inf inspiration, uh, motivation, that journey of how my life has been under construction. You know, I, I share shared a little bit about my my history and my tumultuous upbringing, but you know, all of our lives are under construction. So how how can we use that metaphor of construction to say, okay, you know, these are the pitfalls, these are what works. This, you know, do I have the foundation I need to to move forward, or or do I need to shore up in a particular couple areas, or are there areas of my life that just aren't working quite like I need them? to be. So I weave a lot of my personal stories, a lot of my trauma and overcoming different things in my life that have brought me to where I am today. I share that as a, hopefully an inspiration and a beacon for, for others that have gone through struggles because we all have, you know, more than, you know, just yes. as much as me, Molly, we all have those struggles. We all have those fears. We're all at our core human beings, you know, trying to get through that, that mind, uh, that struggle in our minds about what we are and aren't capable of. So life under instruction is, is kind of lifting up, up that hood a little bit and, and just kind of show sharing more about my story and, uh, and how to motivate and inspire others to, to chase their dreams like I have. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you are an inspiration to me as a business owner as a thought leader and as a dear friend. And so I really appreciate you taking the time today to share your insights with us, to talk a little bit about um, the reasons behind why you do what you, you do, the honesty around that, because it takes a lot of courage to share with the world what we've been through. Um, but it also allows so many people in the world to feel less alone about, quote unquote, the traumas, which really become the lessons, you know? Um, and the things that make us who we are. So thank you so much, Mina. Can you please let us know where we can find more information about you, um, you know, in terms of having someone book you to speak and also more about the business uh, for those out there looking for sure. renovation and even a little bit of life uh, renovation. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So absolutely. So um, if you're looking to have me come in and speak or anything, you want to know a little bit more about my personal journey and that piece of, of me, uh, you can just go to Mina Fees, which is M-I-N-A, F as in Frank, I-E-S.com. So my name, uh, MinaFees.com. If you want to learn more about the the renovation roadmap, so really, you know, those tools and, and that piece that's coming out in just a few short weeks, you know, if you're in a different part of the country or you just want to learn more about how do they have that community support, because one thing I didn't mention was it's not only educational, but there's, you know, live stream question and answers for me. There's a community aspect where you're interacting with other homeowners who are also remodeling. So it's a really dynamic oh, that's platform. that's great. Yeah. So you go to renovationroadmap.com for that. And then lastly, if you are in the Northern Virginia area, we're right outside of uh, D.C. We're located in Reston, Virginia. So if you're interested in learning more about us actually uh, as, uh, as a company that would come out and remodel, design and remodel your home, then you would go to renovatehappy.com. 
<laughs> That's very clear. So thank you so much. <laughs> Minafees.com, RenovateHappy.com, correct? And yeah. Renovation Roadmap. Exactly. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you so much, Mina. Thank you again for your time, your commitment to what you're doing and to creating these sacred, happy places for people all, all over Northern Virginia, now the world with the Renovation Roadmap. We really appreciate what you and Mark are doing and your team, of course. Oh, well, thank you, Molly. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate, uh, you know, the invite to be on your podcast. I'm just so amazed by the community that you've created and the people, the lives that you've touched all over the world. So just a true, true honor. So thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, you're very welcome. We're blessed to have each other as friends. So for mm -hmm. those listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. Please be sure to join us. Sign up for our email list. Go to our Facebook Facebook page. We're here to support you and really help you see, own, articulate, and release your unique light and mission into the world. We will talk to you very, very soon. For now, take good care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.